Hello and welcome back to another episode of Absolute BSS, the casual competitive look at Bandai Namco's Battle Spirit Saga card game. I'm Cameron, one of your hosts here, as always, with Eric. How you doing, Eric? Hey, everybody. How's it going? And you might notice, uh, if you're watching the YouTube version of this, that Angel, unfortunately, is not joining us this week. Super busy with work, but we do have Andrew. Andrew, how are you? Say hello. Introduce yourself a little bit. Welcome to the show. Awesome. Uh, what's up, guys? Um, I got some big shoes to fill. Um, Angel is actually what put me on to this podcast. Uh, I got the pleasure of meeting him at Gen Con. So definitely uh, interested to see what it was about. Uh, got into it, watched some videos, and I don't think I've missed an episode since like episode 12 now. So I'm uh, big, big fan and glad to be on here with you guys. Yeah, we're glad to have you, man. Thanks for uh, coming on, and we're going to be talking about uh, kind of our our last-minute Atlanta prep here. We're going to um, the Atlanta tournament this Saturday and Sunday. Um, a, a few of us from the Discord are actually going to be there, which is which is really, really cool. So, like, Andrew's coming down, uh, Brennan's coming down, and, and Shorty is confirmed to yeah, be coming? Sh- yeah, Shorty from Australia. He's uh, he's the host of the Magic Beans Magic the Gathering podcast. Yes. He's going to be staying with us uh, in the Airbnb that we're in. That's uh, so can, cool. So. I'm so excited yeah. to actually. It's a little get interesting to... that. Yeah, my first time meeting him in person is going to be staying in an Airbnb with him. So yeah. that'll be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> worst ways yeah. to well, uh, uh, to meet people, I guess. But uh, <laughs> we'll really get to to know each other. <laughs> yeah, it'll be really fun. I should have told him that I snore like loud. Oh, bad. <laughs> no, I'm... like you want to scare him away or you just <laughs> no, no, no. Just a forewarning. Just a fair warning. Um, OK, but no, we got Atlanta coming up this weekend. I'm <laughs> so excited um, because this is my like first real high level play for Battle Spirits. Um, I played at Gen Con, but uh this is, you know, the real, the real, the real deal. And we've real, been, real. we've been prepping a lot. You guys have really been prepping a lot in the discord. So I'm really excited to, um, break down what we've been finding and testing kind of what's rising to the top, what's being put on the back burner for now, as far as like what cards we're dealing with. And, um, we've got some, uh, Q and a, some, uh, some discord questions again that we're going to be going through today. But yeah, Eric, if you want to, um, or no, 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 I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, Let's, uh, let's, let's get everybody acquainted with Andrew a little bit more. Um, your background with battle spirits, Andrew, and, um, just other card games and, uh, stuff like that. All right. So, um, I guess according to what's been happening recently in the battle spirits world, Mm -hmm. um, I don't think I have a chance to win this grand open since I did not come from Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, (laughs) I actually played Pokemon. So that is really the game that I played majority of my childhood, and then I just stopped playing card games until probably about two years ago, I would say. Wow. Um, got back in. Um, good what friend of mine started playing Pokemon. Uh, ah. Just kind of like the nostalgia piece of Pokemon. I was like, yeah, I used to play this, and then started playing it, started seeing what some of the new cards did. Yeah, and jumped back into it. Um, really enjoyed the art. Um, there's just a bunch of new Pokemon that I wasn't familiar with from uh, not really keeping up on uh, <laughs> just the games and the card game and everything in between. So 
um, had a lot of learning to do. And then, um, funny enough, I'm a, I used to be roommates with Brennan uh, from the Discord. Oh. And uh, he comes home one day after uh, going to our local card shop. And he's like, hey, I have these test decks for this new game. And uh, I had already played like one to two like test games of One Piece. I was like, yeah, it's cool. Like, I'm not very good at this. Like, you've kicked my ass like three times now with it. <laughs> Maybe I'll just stick to playing Pokemon. And then I, uh, we played with these test decks for Battle Spirits, and I was just immediately hooked. Just between the interaction of the game, just the spirits, the art, everything was awesome. And uh, I've sold my soul ever since. Um, so <laughs> sold that's your where soul we're at before. now. Yeah. Exactly. That's but, so um, funny. Yeah, we've talked about that before, but like the transition for Yu-Gi-Oh! players into this game is almost a no-brainer. So it is cool to hear, you know, your experience was the Pokemon trading card game. That's kind of where I started, too. Um, but it still kind of has that feel, right? Like, the cores are kind of like adding energy. It's just you can move them around a lot. Um yeah, so that's really cool. That's funny that Brennan got you into this one too. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we're we're happy to have you on today. Um, what? Uh, yeah, Eric, where are we going with this? <laughs> What's next? <laughs> yeah, so uh, we have quite a few listener questions um, that we were gonna walk through. Uh, so basically, we you know. We've just been prepping for Atlanta, just playing games like crazy. I also want to say, like, Cam and I play a lot of TTS, but lately I've been playing a lot of webcam games with you all in, in the Discord. And I got to say, I think I was a little hesitant to go to webcam because it seemed like a lot of setup and a lot of work, whereas TTS, you just load a deck in and can play it. But there's something very nice about playing on webcam where it's yeah. just, I, I feel like I'm practicing more. Like, I think TTS mm -hmm. is great for, like, just putting a list together to test it out to see if it's viable. But I think to really practice for an event like this, I, I think I prefer webcam. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of merit to it because... My opinion... Oh, oh no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, in my opinion, I just think it's more, like, personable. Um, like, you almost yeah. feel like you're actually, like, playing a game with someone versus, like, almost like a co-op mission playing TTS, like... It's just you actually have the physical cards in your hand. It almost influences your decisions more. Um, I think Brennan actually made a good point when we were discussing it the other day. There's a totally different feel when you have zero cards in your hand in TTS and zero cards in your hand in real life. Because then yeah. you're like, oh, that's a good point. There's actually genuinely nothing I can do here. So, uh, yeah, it's it kind of changes your thought process. And just being able to better visually see all your resources and everything in front of you, uh, sometimes it can help you make the better play. Or sometimes it helps you to realize where you messed up a lot sooner so you can fix those mistakes and perfect it when you're going into these bigger events. Definitely. I agree. I I also just want to add, like, physically feeling your cards, your cores, the deck, the discard pile, moving stuff around that is like such it's something that we take for granted until you do play a digital version of a game uh like this or if you play on tts i know tts you're still manually moving cards around it's not like fully scripted uh fully scripted but yeah just physically moving the cards and looking at your hand holding the cards in your hand moving the cards around moving the cards around specifically like that's a muscle memory that 
uh, you can take for granted and you can almost like overlook when you go from digital testing into a very like high stakes competitive physical play area. Right. And so I agree, like playing, playing webcam, um, is, is really, really an effective way to play. It, It takes less adjustment, I think, than TTS also. Um, yeah. If and, you know how to play the game, you can just do it. Yeah. Couldn't, <laughs> you don't have to recommend learn, it enough. Um, you don't have to learn how to shuffle cards or how to roll a die or like you're not going <laughs> to accidentally draw half of your deck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we've, uh, we've had some fun TTS uh, interactions here recently. Um, losing cores and having the other person pick them up and yeah. <laughs> throwing dice across the table. Just the, the whole nine yards of uh, just trial and yeah. error of trying to play a game of Battle Spirits. Yep. So I, I love that. Yeah, we now have um, a really good testing community that does webcam, um, and and the, you know there's flexibility here in our Battle Spirits uh, Discord. So you you, sh- you all should definitely be in on Absolute BSS on the Discord. Um, yeah. So getting it back into that testing uh, in that mindset, do you want to talk about a little bit what we've been doing? Like what. Or do you want to do the Q&A first? How do you want to handle this? Uh, I mean, that's pretty much all I wanted to cover. I don't think we're going to get into, uh, like, what cards or decks we've been playing necessarily. Right. But Yeah, we don't uh, want to give away the sauce yet. Next yeah. week, though, we'll come back and I will tell say, everyone what we've been playing. Let, speaking very vaguely, I will say that I was on a deck and I was very set on it for a long time. Uh, and by a long time, I mean, like, a week. Uh, but that's a long time for us with how much testing you're getting done yeah yeah i'm always switching decks i i i was on like four different decks and i narrowed it down to like uh one specific deck and then i changed my mind pretty quick on that and then i landed somewhere else and i was on that and i was like oh this is for sure the deck and then andrew comes in with his sauce and uh just (laughs) made me kicked my ass and changed my mind yeah (laughs) You know? I, so I got to be really careful about like <clears throat> what I say on this episode. <laughs> Cause yeah, I, as Lots of yeah. secrets, there's some well, good all, deck lists floating around Lamp-Guar. our discord. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we're all playing lamp. Uh, turns out that discarding a card to give it confront is really good. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I actually really like lamp but I know that was kind of a low blow. Actually, yeah. I didn't. I didn't mean to do that to you. Kevin. You leave my sweet emperor beasts alone. You can tell I'm not well, a red player because I'm defending Lampgar right now. But <laughs> he is kind of cute. He's like he's uh, got a little. Yeah, he's got a little scruffy head. He's a big yak. Um, <laughs> he's a big yak boy. Big yak. Um. All right. Let's get into the questions, though. I. I think um, we'll probably end up discussing some of the stuff we've been up to as we answer these questions. But, True. Um, so, first of all, thank you to everyone who submitted questions. I love that I can come into the Discord. And I've said this before, but I'll say it again. <laughs> I love that I can come into our Discord, post like an at everyone, what are your questions for this week's episode? And we literally get like, you know, like a bunch of questions yeah uh, it's, and, and it's amazing good ones too and this is my really first q a i'm really excited to actually be on a q a episode oh yeah i'm sure y'all are sick of my night. voice by now but yeah i haven't answered any questions well i hope you're ready because oh, I'm, I'm about so ready. to ask some questions 
This uh, is a. Uh, this is gonna be fun. From uh, the message you sent me earlier, answering my own questions is yeah. uh, not something yeah. I was prepared for. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, I asked the question. I asked for questions before we told Andrew that he was gonna be on. So yeah, Andrew. Uh, sorry, but you do have to. I know you probably thought you'd get away with it and just hear our answers, but you're going to have to answer your own. Mm-hmm. Um, let's. So I split the questions that we received into two different categories. We have like general questions about the Atlanta tournament and uh, that sort of thing, and then we have more like general uh, set three meta questions. So which of those categories do you guys want to start with? Am I let you pick? <laughs> Um, let's, let's actually start with the meta questions. That's like kind of really fresh on my mind. I've been, I think, okay, I'm like 99% sure of the deck that I'm going to play, but I've been really looking at everything. I've been looking at the deck list that we've been throwing around in the discord. I've been listening and reading like all these conversations going on. And I, there's a part of me that wants to try one other thing or like maybe this other thing. So the meta and in set three specifically is like very fresh on my mind right now. So let's start there. Yeah. If yeah. that's cool. That makes sense too. Cause it's such a wide meta. It like is so many, so many options. It's yeah. crazy. All right. So we'll start with a question from Varrock in our discord. Uh, Varrock asks with the new meta we have now, what if, what are some of your favorite decks slash cards that you've seen? You want to take this one, Andrew, first? I will start. Um, So I actually have two answers for this question. Um, One is just because uh, just some stuff that I've been playing recently. Um, Two is just because uh, it kind of came out of nowhere and surprised me. So number one, I am loving all of these different Gale lists that we have been getting here recently. Yep. Just seeing yeah. the community go through and refine this list and test thing after thing in this list to try and make it the best version possible. And the thing that I love the most is that it's having success being its own genuine deck and not just a centerpiece to ramp cores, right? It's not just an engine. So seeing that it is like an actual competitive deck and that you can just play around this strategy of ramping a billion cores and playing the game however you want is just like amazing to see. And I think it's getting to a point to where it is genuinely a scary deck to play against, uh, no matter what color you're throwing into it, right? If they see a Highlands and they start just popping off on you after like turn three, turn four, you're on the back foot no matter what color you're playing. And that's just how it's going to be as this list gets refined, gains draw power, gains consistency. And it's slowly becoming one of my favorite lists, um, especially the one that just won this last grand open in Liverpool. Yeah, It's, it's very scary to see what the possibilities of this deck are going to be, especially once we get more sets and more support for it. I will say you play it very, very well from the couple of games that I've played against you and just from, you know, talking with Eric, um, we, we kind of, we won't like spoil anything, but like there are, there are ways that you play Gale that give that, that just are really, really 
well done. I'm I'm trying so hard not to like give away your sauce, but basically like <laughs> just just the way you pilot the Gale deck, man, is is very very impressive, and I think that it's going to be such. You know, we talk about skill testing cards, right? This is a skill testing type of deck, a skill testing archetype. Um, because it's so popular, because it's so cool, and because it's so fun and versatile, I think a lot of people will be and should be testing out Gale packets uh, with other cards and stuff like that. But we're going to see a separation between people trying Gale and people really getting as much out of the Gale engine as they can. And I think you're one of those players. Um, I, uh, I have a love-hate relationship with the deck. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we, we will see what comes out of it, mm-hmm. but, uh, it is definitely an insanely strong deck right now and in the hands of the right person can be almost unbeatable at any event. For sure. Um, answer number two for this question. Um, we got to show some spotlight to these K files. There's yeah. just so many things that I have seen with these, just <laughs> between these rainbow mill decks to where you're just cycling Mandala, like Impaler Forest, play it again. Okay, uh-huh. bring it back, play it again. Four turns, mill 48. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, that's, it's insane. And then just seeing like these different strategies with what people are throwing into these decks. And it's a huge benefit to the player playing that deck especially in game one of whatever round you're playing at in these events because the person sitting across from you has zero idea what you're trying to do yeah because there's so many things that you can do with this deck it's insane if i wanted to throw in k and then oh all of a sudden i'm playing nova out and like there's just whatever you can do with it it's just amazing um, I don't know what your guys' thoughts pro- or thoughts on it are, or if you guys have tested with any K piles. Uh, actually, Eric, I know you had some uh, something yeah. brewing up along those lines. So, uh, what are yeah. your thoughts on it? K is a very good card. The card advantage that you get when you play K in a rainbow deck is insane because yeah. you play her and you just get like four cards back from your discard, uh, potentially five if you're playing all six colors. <laughs> uh is she's just so good um my one problem i ran into with that deck was that sometimes you you kind of brick a little bit because uh stuff is just too expensive without the proper reduction if you just get things in the slightly wrong order um so it's it's a little bit i don't know i it's one of those decks that i will come back to and revisit with every set because i think it doesn't do anything but get better right as more yep. cards get released. Yeah. Um, especially now that we're going to have double symbols. I think there's <laughs> some opportunity there for like, you know, you could play double symbol cards out of K just to get the extra reduction, but also to be super aggressive and do double damage at the same time. Yeah. So there's some cool stuff you can do with rainbow. Um, and actually, I think that's just going to be my answer. Thanks for segueing me into my answer. Is uh, not necessarily rainbow, but I love that with the new meta, people are not afraid to just splash random shit into decks. Like yes. the amount of decks I've seen yeah. where it's this deck, but also it has Hippocampo. <laughs> yeah, <is> awesome. Right, because <laughs> people are like Hippocampo is such a good card. People are just like, I think I'll put it in my purple list. I think I'll put it in my red list. I think I'll put it in my white list just because it's good. And then 
same thing with kind of the Gale package too, is like, like Andrew was saying, like it is its own very strong deck, but I also think it's cool that people are like, oh, in this deck, I'm going to pull in like Tokawa Highlands and maybe like a Feng Wong or two, but like, I'm not all in on Gale. It's kind of just there right. as like my top end or like mm-hmm. to ramp a little bit. Um, or to trigger Beldegore, because uh, yeah. Toki 5 and Beldegore are, like, best friends. Um, Iconic duo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Truly. You would think, what if we find out later that Beldegore... What if Beldegore... What if Beldegore is Manaka? Whoa. <laughs> I've never seen them both in the same deck, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, there's other reasons for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a real um, Hannah Montana but, situation there. <laughs> the best <laughs> of Beldegore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think it's cool that people have been really, like, just experimenting with stuff. Yeah. So, what about you, Cam? What are, what are you most excited about in the current meta? Gale was one of my answers for sure. Um, Rainbow was also up there. So to piggyback off of now Eric... Um, yeah, like seeing Hippocampo across all colors is very, very cool. We've seen that with cards like Axe Spider, Beldegore, uh, Joker for a little bit was showing up in a lot of out of color Worker decks. Worker Ant Man was a big one. Worker Ant Man, absolutely. And Emmer Ant Man in the very beginning. Like, yeah. we've seen little splashes of that, but yeah, now you're right. It's like these, these rainbow piles, these K piles, um, even just like. We talked about this a lot on the last episode a couple weeks ago, but like really looking at packets of archetypes instead of the full deck being just one archetype. And the fact that this game allows players to do that and players are doing that, like the competitive scene for this game is so versatile and, and wild and bursting. And it's only at the beginning of that. Right. So next set, we're going to see just anything in a deck. And that's very, very exciting. Um, I will say the the only other one that I've been looking at a lot in this set still, when I'm not testing my yellow deck, is um, blue. Crush. Crush and golems um, are just really, really fun. I think blue's biggest problems right now are they have a little bit of trouble with drawing by themselves. Um, and they don't go as wide because they're, they're a little core hungry uh, for some of their creatures and effects. But... You know, that's where you look at it and you start pairing it with some purple, um, some purple draw packets, even some red draw packets and, and removal to keep the board even. Um, so I, I've been looking a lot at blue. And then one specific card that I've been thinking a lot about in set three is Camellia Whip. So oh, yeah. <laughs> this is a red Reptoid yeah. Spirit, two cost, one reduction. Uh, at level one and two, it cannot block. Level one is one core for three k. Level two is three cores for three or for five k. And at level two, during your opponent's attack step, if Camellia Whip is exhausted, your opponent's spirits with fewer BP than Camellia Whip cannot reduce your life. So, as a yellow two cost spammer, Camellia Whip in testing has really uh, made me think about just all the possibilities that this game has, like how one little yeah. card uncommon from set three mm-hmm. can completely derail my entire deck for like turns at a time is very, very cool. So I, again, I want to reiterate just as new cards come out, look at the old ones because Camellia whip luckily got 
picked up like around our testing and stuff like that. But like this thing could have come out of nowhere and really surprised people. So just even, yeah, even little, little random cards like that, where at first glance, you're like, I don't know how effective that is. It can be really effective. It's always interesting, like to go back and listen to older episodes. Like, I wonder if we talked about this card because I feel like our initial reactions were probably like, "Oh, that could be good." I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah. So, two things with Camellia Whip. Uh, number one, uh, your quality of life goes up a lot more if you just don't think that card exists. Yeah. Um, coming from somebody who's tested a lot in this meta, I hate that card. Yep. But it is very, very, very good. Yeah. Um, number two, um, you actually mentioned a card that uh, I wanted to touch on a little bit as well, and that's Worker Ant-Man. Yeah. Um, I feel like he was the MVP of set two. Thrown into any list, you're ramping, you're just throwing out your eight-cost guys and turn three because you just have so many cores. And now I don't think I've seen a list with Worker Ant-Man in it since set three started. Um, yeah, I think Camellia Whip is probably a, like part of that reason. Cards like Ritual Fire kind of stall that card, uh, stall that card out a little bit more now. Yep, but he just disappeared off the face of the earth. Yeah, and that's yeah. I think that's probably purposeful as far as like building set three, you know, from Bandai, from the developers of this game, um, and the creators. Like you see these all stars come out of you know these three sets now and they print answers right uh or you know ban netherworld dubs but yeah worker ant-man definitely has taken a taken a seat lately well keep keep your eye on the meta because i think if people start to shift to deal with camellia whip then camellia whip might go away and then the second that happens that's when worker ant-man's going to come back out exactly which Uh, is a healthy meta yeah um Let's move on to the next question here. It was actually also <laughs> from uh, Varrock. This is uh, a good one. So just for fun, <laughs> all of these questions are fun, yes. uh, in my opinion. What are your thoughts on Floodstream making token decks entirely irrelevant? This week, and then he put in parentheses, uh, that week at local sucked for me as a token player. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, uh, so here's the. I'll, I'll actually start with this one if you guys don't mind. Yeah, I yeah. guess it kind of just be a group effort. Yeah. I don't know that we each have to answer, but sure. Um, and just tell me if you agree or disagree. I think that as of right now, I would not lean into a token strategy because, um, yeah, Floodstream invalidates that. There's also Ritual Fire that you mentioned. Like, yep. there's um, like lots of removal going around for like little dudes, um, and so Floodstream. Uh, do you want to read Floodstream for us, Cam? Just in Absolutely. Case people don't know what it does. So this is a five-cost blue magic card. Uh, can be reduced by two. Burst. When you lose life, select a spirit. During this turn, treat it at is or as its highest level. You may then pay this card's cost to activate its flash effect. And this main flash effect is is what we're talking about, and typically what Floodstream is used for. So main flash speed. Select any number of your opponent's spirits with a combined total of five or fewer cost and destroy them. So tokens are zero cost. Yeah. And so, that uh, yeah. even the Coliseum Golem, you know, the big 10K tokens are zero cost Yeah, and can just be washed away. Yeah. That's tough. I, 
that it's ultimate very value tough. card. Yeah, truly, yeah. Floodstream already a good card. I didn't even think about that, and I, I'm someone who played ants a lot in set two, um, but obviously moved away from the token stuff to try some other stuff when set three came out. Uh, so when Varak asked that question, I, I like it dawned on me, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, you're right. That's actually crazy." I think it sucks that it invalidates the token strategy, but yeah. I do think it's a it's a good card to exist though because I agree. I I think that it's a counter to aggro lists and I think that aggro lists in a lot of card games I've played can sometimes get out of control very quickly and need like bans and limits to They're deal the first with them. ones to get broken, right? People yeah. want very quick mm -hmm. wins, especially when you're yeah. playing all day at competitive events like Agro Digimon was like one of the first set archetypes when there was only one set. People would just spam little uh, three cost rookies because all you have to do is hit your opponent a certain amount of times. Um, so you, you saw as the you know as that game evolved that they really tried to make it as intended, which is just a little bit of a slower burn and a build up. Um, but yeah, Floodstream definitely cuts down aggro and murders token decks. Yeah. Do you the think that they about would it, I... maybe add levels to tokens, like as an errata after the fact? Or do you think it's just not as big of a problem? Uh, well, it's based on cost, so it would just kill them anyways. That's what I mean. I'm sorry. Do you think they like would errata that, like say, ant tokens are cost one, uh, mech oh. tokens are cost two, and then golem tokens are cost like six or something, even though you don't pay nah. the cost? Nah, I don't think they would. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they should. I was just no. you know, kind of throwing that. I think it, I think they would still get murdered by Floodstream. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So hear me out. Do you think in set four that we see some sort of token protection? Maybe like a magic card where its main step is like during this turn, none of your token spirits can get destroyed by your opponent's magic effects or things <clears throat> things along those lines to get some sort of protection that way we can bring back that certain archetype because it it's not seen right now right because of floodstream i think and there is a decent amount of cards in the pool that deal with tokens um and they keep printing them yeah exactly i i think um i w i hope we so have a whole extra yeah loki yeah. from yeah. white a whole extra that they printed for a token strategy that's now just sitting in people's binders because tokens are unplayable right now yeah and, and i love the concept of tokens i really really do um i hope so i hope that there's a nexus that that would do that like if this is a level two nexus you know your tokens can't be killed by uh can't be targeted by destruction spells or something maybe i will i will say what i said about worker ant-man though is just keep an eye on how people are building their decks and you might find like a little spot in the meta where like for just a blip to you bring can, him back. You could play tokens. Because, like, I I think with Floodstream, it was one of those things where it was immediately really scary. Yeah. But I see lots of... I think people are more afraid of the fact that Floodstream exists and respect it, rightfully so, because, like, it is, like, a very powerful card that can wreck your day if you're not prepped for it. Yeah. But um, I've seen a lot of lists just not running it, or even in the side. So, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. If we move further and further in that direction, you might be able to squeak in a win somewhere with a zero cost like token deck or something, and yeah. people just won't be prepped for it. 
Um, but then the second that happens, flood streams immediately going back in everyone's decks and sideboards. So like you yeah. gotta you gotta plan that wisely. <laughs> yeah, you really do. You gotta <laughs> make your moment and seize it. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm going for Pro Tour. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Our secret sauce is actually that we're all on Coliseum Golem. <laughs> yeah, we're all playing Golem decks with the Mommy Mermaid. Yeah. Um, that's Love funny. It. Yeah, right. so Our sorry last... to Varrock for uh, getting Floodstreamed away. It was funny. He like yeah. elaborated a little bit more on it in the in the Discord and was like, yeah, everyone, you know, had the starter deck, so like everyone had a place out of it. So everyone was yeah. using it because it's good. And I was screwed. That's really fun. <laughs> you hate to see it, but it is, you know, when you love the game, like that is a fun thing to see. And that's a very good learning experience. Yeah. <laughs> you learn a lot by losing. That's where I learned the most. That's yeah. And I'm very good at losing. <laughs> uh, all right, last meta set three meta question from Overlord Ubel. Do you think with the current set, is there any card that needs to be limited or possibly banned? I, the only card that comes to mind still is uh, Hurricane Highlands. But really? I, I think that, like, I think that Gale really settled down, right? We, we've said this a few times. It's not the boogie monster we thought it was. People are. People like did the testing where they got all the cores and then they're like, now what? And now it's like it's found a really good spot. I still think that it it can really be feels bad, but not enough, not enough that I would think it would be banned. Limited maybe down to two or three, not even not one. One is way too mm. little, um, especially because like the only good like tutor for nexus cards actually isn't even that good that little three cost sea folk spirit that like lets you look and yeah. then put one back on top of the deck that's that's rough yeah um but for me that's that's really the only one i can't think of anything that's like super ridiculous off the top of my head what do you guys think so my thought process um uh, could be completely wrong and you guys could completely disagree right but well, i'm excited for this um, this is gonna too. be spicy hot take <laughs> so we're in a world where volcanic break is limited to one right sure yeah. kills one spirit can kill something up to 6k if you pay the soul core yeah but we have flood stream which we just talked about that can possibly wipe out anywhere from two to five guys depending on what you're playing for one card and same cost different color but it seems i don't want to say overtuned it just seems like maybe that shouldn't be a card to where if somebody is running four of why are we allowed to run four of of that but not for a volcanic break yeah mm. i i that makes sense to me when when they limited volcanic break to one i was kind of like why I get the bans. I do. Especially now that like we're into set three and the dust is settled. I understand the bans. But the limit down to one for Volcanic Brick is totally weird, and that's exactly why. You're totally right. Like Floodstream can kill way more. There are a lot of cards that, you know, if you play into them wrong, are gonna ruin your entire game if they get played against you, and the, the odds of them seeing it are a lot higher because they can have four. And 
it does feel weird. I, I, I got to agree with you. So are you saying maybe limit Floodstream? I say <laughs> either limit Floodstream or... Unlimit Volcanic Unlimit Break. Volcanic break. Yeah. <laughs> Not to put words in your mouth yeah. and put a target on your back by leading you into <laughs> no, that answer. Uh, maybe I'm going to get shunned and probably <laughs> executed in Atlanta for that, but... <laughs> I think it's just kind of a good talking point because uh, yeah. why should you have one or the other? Uh, it should either be both or neither, right? I agree. I'd back you up on that. So, <laughs> uh, I am going to pick a card that's not in set three. Okay. But just a card that I have consistently not had fun with in this game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And that is oh, Fanatec Elk. <laughs> I, I think that card should go die. Because I just I just don't think it's fun. Yeah. Like, how is it fun to sit there and do nothing? Widow will we do nothing. <laughs> and then, like, I'm trying to do something. And then you're like, nope, you can't. Uh, by the way, take a damage. Yeah. Uh, oh, you're going to try again? Oh, nope, didn't work. Take a damage. Like... I don't know. And we just sit there and go to time. I'm yeah. just like, white is such a cool color and it does so many cool things. Like I think even the infinitely blocking in white is super cool. But I think when you pair that with the infinite block, plus if now I block you with my infinite block, you take a damage. Yeah. Like, that's the step I, too far. Yeah. It, I don't know. Maybe this would remove the identity of white to ban this card. But for me personally, I just, I don't know. Lately, I had a game in testing the other night. Um, it was uh, against one of your friends, Andrew, uh, which by no means his fault. He's just playing his deck. Right, yeah. But I, I just, the game got to a point where I was like, I feel hopeless. Like, I want <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like, to stop playing. Like, I'm not having fun anymore. <laughs> yeah. My my first event yeah. outside of the pre-release, I, I sat down against two Manatech Elks and two elephants and it was like my second time playing the game you know like four days into it and like yeah. i i feel like a lot of other people especially those who like aren't who maybe this would like be their first game if they had that matchup they probably never play the game again and that is a problem <laughs> i agree i agree like fanatech elk is is crazy busted and it's such a specific it's one card no other card really does it like fanatech elk you can you can if you see the elk you can guess as to what else is going on in there but like if you aren't prepared for the elk the elk is gonna just yeah it's not fun it's unfun yeah no, that's my hear problem me out. yeah what if we threw a card like axe spider into white wouldn't that just make playing against <laughs> fanatec elk and everything just so much more enjoyable for those new players <laughs> exactly gosh yeah i hate white white's my least favorite color i i love throw that out there now (laughs) yeah i white control is is yeah like banging your head against a wall well here's the other reason why i don't like fanatech elk is i think white is really cool i think white has some really interesting and cool spirits yeah and and it has its own identity which is what you want Mm -hmm. yeah like yeah stream otter is my boy i love stream otter unfortunately he's not very viable uh (laughs) 
he was very viable in the launch event because nobody knew how to deal with him. And then once everybody figured out that Burning Force was a card, yeah, uh, he started dying a lot, and I had to remove him from my deck. But at the very beginning of the game, <laughs> when people weren't uh, on to how good Burning Force was, man, Stream Otter was the shit. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, I think white is really cool and I like that they can block stuff and they're really good at it, but I, I have, I don't have fun playing white myself because I tend to like get to this point with my decks where I'm like, this deck would just be better if it had elk in it. And then I put elk in and then I play a couple games and I'm like, I'm not having fun. Yeah, (laughs) I don't. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it's that fun to play either. Yeah. Personally, I I, I get why people do. People play white for the card arts. You're a fan of mechas and giant robots, and you're just immediately drawn to play white. Yeah. Yeah. And at a competitive level, it makes sense because it's a good card. It's a good strategy. It's very Mm -hmm. useful and powerful. And, like, especially if you're playing for money, like, if that's your goal to go to these events and win stuff to either sell it or to actually get a monetary value, like, I understand wanting to play a deck that is very effective. But it's hard for me as a player to separate the fun factor out of that. Um, I'd rather play a deck that I really, really love and know pretty well that might not be the most optimal than to play something that feels like watching paint dry. And then you're not having fun. Your opponent's not having (laughs) fun, but like, I get it. I totally get it, but I agree with Eric that. Yeah, it's not a fun card. The uh, the white control players are going to come for us in the comments. Yeah, section. yeah, we just lost <laughs> oh, like we're done. We're twenty done. listeners at least <laughs> yeah. out of our monthly. But well, it's also a great deck to take to an event if you just hate going to the bathroom <laughs> or eating. Yeah, <laughs> or eating. Yeah, <laughs> if you just don't want to eat or use the bathroom or or do anything other than play uh, one game of Battle Spirits in fifty five minutes. Yeah, perfect deck for you. It's a torture uh, device. Thrill of overtime, man. Yeah, you gotta love those tiebreakers, baby. Oh yeah, jeez. Put fifty-one cards in your deck. Yeah. Um. <laughs> anyways, sorry, white control players. I think white is awesome, and that's I why I, I I I really like white, and that's why I don't like that card is because that card makes me not want to play white. And I think it anyways. also it deters building anything else in white and exploring yeah. what white can do. Because you're right. Like I do the same thing, Eric. I'm like. How do I finish out this deck? Well, I guess it all points towards fan attack elk, but I don't want to do yeah. that. Yeah. And then as soon as you put it in, then you start making accommodations for the elk a little bit more, and then it turns into a white control deck, no matter what. But yeah. Hopefully, uh, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, set four has some answers for for white control. Um, but even then, like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's a weird one. That's a weird one. Yeah, it just sucks that there. Anytime, anytime a card in the game, like the only answer to it is Dream Bomb. I feel like you need to start thinking about whether or not that card should exist. Dream Bomb is a <laughs> silver bullet. Um, yeah, and you know, silver bullets in game design. You know, it, it's one of the seven yeah. deadly sins. If you listen to the Team Covenant podcast, if you don't, I highly recommend, at the very oh, least, yeah. going back and checking out their seven deadly sins of card game design series. Um, but that's one that they talk about, like being this card exists to counter this specific problem. And all that does is make more problems and make a stale meta. So I, I yeah, Dream Bomb into Fanatec is 
that kind of situation. Unless they give it armor white, but you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. Uh, where me and we, me and Angel uh, come in and talk about Boculus Curse Dragon. We'll <laughs> yeah. Oh, day. you're right. You're right. There's there are other ways to deal with. There it. are. I'm being, there I'm being are. salty. Is what's happening. Yeah. Um, I just you know that uh, I think you should leave. Where he's in the suit and he's like, I don't want to be around anymore. Yes. <laughs> like that's <laughs> that's <laughs> that's it. how I. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I feel whenever I go up against Fanatec Elk. Like yeah. when it's fully armored up and cored up, I'm just like, ah. He's got Fanatec right. Elk. I, it kills. You're right. <laughs> you're right. I should just be. I should just be on purple, shouldn't I? I should just go to the dark side. That's what Angel's it all comes down to. Would just be yeah. a better place if everyone plays purple. Yeah, <laughs> you got cool looking spirits. Everyone has to read your Maduk. It's a great time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Maduk. If anything, makes card game players actually read a card so yeah <laughs> that's, that's that's something that's not nothing i haven't read any of these cards until they plop <laughs> this on the table it's yeah. even great when your opponent has to read the little lore segment at the bottom of the card just to make sure they get everything <laughs> hold on i'm gonna pull that that little lore yeah what does up. it say uh i'm finding it here she is <laughs> Um, Maduke's <laughs> obliterated mommy. body quickly began to regenerate. It sure did. Wow, <sighs> Medusa mommy. If I've ever heard it, you um, just can't kill her. No. Atlanta questions. Let's go. Let's do it. Um, oh, man. So let's start off with Andrew's question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you want to read guy? this one, Andrew? Since it's your question. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Is I that could, awkward? Uh... I don't know. <laughs> uh. No, I'll go ahead and read it. <laughs> All right. Um, so what are you guys looking forward to? Um, so I don't know how often you guys have traveled to Atlanta, but uh, are you guys looking forward to just just going to the tournament? Are you guys looking forward to meeting anyone at the tournament? Um, you guys looking forward to any food down there? Um, I've heard there's some pretty good stuff to eat, but I'm waiting to experience that for myself. Always drove through Atlanta, uh, kind of going to Florida for family vacations and things like that. Mm -hmm. But I've never really stopped in Atlanta to really experience the city. So what are you guys excited for? Uh, well, uh, this will be my second time in Atlanta, like actually going to the city. The first time was to go to the Ikea. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> but And I stayed at like um, a friend's house but uh, and then drove back the next day with all my furniture. Um, now we have an Ikea closer to us, so I don't have to do that anymore. So right. now Battle Spirits is taking me back. Um, there was a really good looking restaurant. I don't know if you remember this, Cam, but once I like got my uh, ticket to the Battle oh, Spirits yeah. thing in Atlanta, Instagram started like, you know, spying on me and sending me all these like Atlanta food places, yep. uh, mm -hmm. like ads. And but there was this one really good looking like ramen restaurant that looked awesome, and I kind of want to stop there. Yeah, um, so, that uh, but, that looked really good. You sent that to me immediately. Yeah, mm. food food is always my favorite part of any travel. So that's for sure Sharing my number spots, one. Sir. Yeah, I like uh, that's like yeah, my favorite thing to do is to get food that I can't get where I'm from, um, and. Like, uh, I was up in Minnesota for Keyforge uh, last month, and uh, my friends who I was staying with took me to this Ecuadorian place. Oh, my gosh. It was, like, 
yeah it was so fucking good so yeah just like getting uh getting food i can't normally get is great i love uh just the atmosphere of competitive card game tournaments um especially when you have a group going with you or that you're going to meet up with um especially just meeting people for the first time like we're going to meet uh andrew and brennan and uh shorty it's going to be cool and just anybody who listens to the podcast i can't wait to meet all of you um and just get to you know you're all there for the same thing so there's like this there's this really cool like positive energy um i'm looking forward to that and also just you know to get to play the game at that next level um is always really exciting for me the yeah that's probably what i, I think it, yeah in order it's food meeting people and then actually playing the game itself um is really really cool about traveling to play a game they've also stepped up their side events game quite a bit really yeah like in Mm -hmm. in utrecht at least we were doing drafts um we were like like all sorts of really fun side events there was draft there was sealed um that's so fun fun. okay i'd be yeah i want to do that um so i'm hoping there's well, you want to win the seven thousand dollars true <laughs> well so th- that's the thing i'd rather just be playing <laughs> in the actual event day of yeah <laughs> day two but uh also if that doesn't happen there's some fun side events so. yeah mm-hmm. that's um, yeah. yeah i guess you're you're right i shouldn't say i'm looking forward to playing in the side events because i won't be <laughs> right none of us will be yeah we'll all be hating each other in the top eight bracket because yeah. we <laughs> we're all gonna make all top four and we're gonna agree to split the winnings four ways <laughs> <laughs> I like bandai it. will hate us uh, bandai but, yeah, uh, will hate us. Uh-huh. <laughs> so i guess kind of to to answer my own question um this was what I was not prepared for, but we're going to wing it. Um, I think I'm really looking forward to obviously meeting everyone. Um, got some cool opportunities with uh, the group we're going down with. Uh, so we're driving from Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be about an eight, almost eight and a half hour drive for us. So good little road trip, good little bonding time, and good time to second guess everything that I know about this game and change my <laughs> deck list 50 times. <laughs> so... Oh. We're uh, super excited for that, but um, also with that too, um, I have been looking up some restaurants, and the Instagram stalking has uh, started from Atlanta, so I have seen a couple <laughs> places that are nearby that uh, look pretty good. Um, we'll just see what they have at uh, the Hotel Event Center for lunch. Um, I think after uh, Ohio, um, realizing that the lunch break might influence uh what deck i play because it was so miserable and i needed like food to keep going (laughs) um i never thought that would be a thing until then so uh it kind of influenced my choice for this and i'm hoping they have some good food options during the event um but i think outside of it for like dinner and something like saturday night friday night it's gonna be uh probably number two on my list and then uh Number three for me is probably going to be the tournament itself. Um, it's a, uh, I think it's going to be interesting compared to the rest of the events, um, just because I don't really know what to expect for this event. Um, if you look at all the events this year, there's been what two red decks that have won, uh, one yellow, one green. Yeah. So yep. it's kind of hard to tell. It's pretty much like, hey, what have you been playing for the last couple of weeks? It's been a couple of weeks since we've had the last grand open. 
that's what you're taking. It's not going to be, oh, this just won last weekend, so we'll play to counter this or we'll play that deck. So it's kind of hard to tell because people have had a little bit of a gap to like test some new things. So um, I am excited for it. Um, I love just grinding eight hours of Swiss just all day. <laughs> like it's just so mentally just great, but um, <laughs> it's definitely it's probably so not the most favorite thing uh, that I'm looking forward to, I guess. Oh, sure. I, I honestly do love Swiss tournaments. E- even like when I'm getting my shit rocked, it's just really cool to know that like, I'm still going to play as many rounds as I came here to play. And then, you know, if I go, if I get a losing record, it's like, okay, now you get into a different mindset, right? You're like, okay, I'm already, I'm already out. But instead of dropping, I'm going to play this deck a little bit more. I'm going to try some different things, maybe side over cards that I didn't. Um, so that's cool. I like Swiss, but I, I understand the the mental fatigue of it is bad. So looking forward to uh, some restaurants at the end of the day, that's, that's, that's the right move. So I'm glad you've been doing some research. Oh, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully have some celebratory beers if we all oh, uh, my do really gosh. well. <laughs> That's what I'm or saying. Some, or some pity beers. I, you know, we're going to have beers either way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that actually segues great into Varrock's uh, Atlanta question. What decks are you expecting to see at the Atlanta Grand Open? <sighs> Yellow. Um. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm expecting to see ex- yellow. I think that's a solid answer. Yeah. Yellow. It's kind of like you just said, like, I think yellow, green, red. Um, I, I think we'll see pretty much everything. Like, I think so, too. I, I do I'm think expecting. we'll see a lot. Um, definitely more yellow than than other events, though, because of just how successful we've seen Genbu and um, some luster builds. Uh, Cosmic had a video the other day of luster versus uh, golems, and that was really interesting. Yeah, um, yeah. there are some cool I luster love lists. The golems in action. Yeah, me too. I, I, I <laughs> back to the token thing. Like, I really hope that there will be a place for tokens because I think they're cool. But luster, especially like we talked about some of the angels um, in the last episode, and I, I see a lot more lists popping up online. Um, of some of these luster builds and after a successful, you know, top eight placing with them, I think more people are going to try to replicate that or put their own spin on it. Um, or at the very least test it out, especially if a lot of people that are going to be there have already gotten their invite, we're going to see a lot of like unexpected decks, uh, this late in the season. And so that's exciting to me. You really don't know, like you can, you know, practice and play test all you want and think, you know what you're going to see, but I, I, I'm expected to be surprised. I really am. I think, I think um, we'll see some two... decks too. Oh, sorry. No, you're fine. Uh, I think two yeah. like shout outs. I kind of want to give, um, as far as what I think we're going to see more of, maybe not field dominating by any means, but, uh, something that's going to be more represented is a uh, white control. Um, kind of, the full circle of the podcast back to Fanatec Elk. Um, it is an insanely good card in the meta right now, right? Yeah. Um, especially with Gale just winning and just being able to block while exhausted is super good. Uh, Red has a super fun time trying to play into white control. So I think uh, that is definitely something that we might see uh, a little bit more, especially in the early Swiss rounds. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Purple. I think a uh, couple top eight finishes. Um 
I think a lot of the purple players, uh, speaking personally, I guess, have been scared to play it um, because it's more like one of those scenarios where what do you build for? Do you build for yellow or do you build for red? What, what are you doing here? Right. And at the end of the day, it's like, okay, you just kind of play the purple that we have been playing and kind of throw in some of the new cool tech cards, like throw in the costume artist, draw some cards, loop yeah. it with the Lamorak. Yeah, I got so many cool things going on and I'm just going to outvalue you. Um, and I think a lot of players are seeing that and being like, regardless, this deck is still good and I'm comfortable with the deck. I know how to pilot purple. I'm going to take this. So I think those will be uh, maybe not everybody in the field's playing these, right? But I think it's going to be something that we see a lot more representation in Atlanta than we have at these previous events. Yeah. Man, I forgot. I was so hyped up on Costume Artist. That card is so cool. It's really I fun. Revisit, yeah. I want to revisit that because I really like Costume Artist. It's it, That card feels so much like Magic the Gathering to me. Yeah, it it does feel a bit like a magic card, which is maybe why I like it. <laughs> yeah, I've been on such a MTG Arena kick. Um, but yeah, that that one definitely sticks out in my mind. It's like, I wonder if someone <laughs> who like designs these cards has worked on magic in the past, because that one definitely kind of felt like it. But anyway, yeah. that's just my two cents. So I guess in summary... <laughs> What decks are we expecting to see? A uh, little bit of everything. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I. I um, yeah. Yep. My stance is hard and, yellow, and then some really random off-meta, just fun decks. Yeah, I think you make a good point of white control. I think, mm -hmm. and unfortunately, because you know how I feel about <laughs> elk after oh, after I spilled the beans on my feelings there. Uh, you know, I I hope I, I don't know. I never want to go into an event like being like. Oh, if I can just dodge this in the bracket or whatever, like, yeah, uh, yeah, you should. But I do really do hope that. that I, I do really hope <laughs> that I dodge those. Just like not because I can't beat them, but just because like I, I, I just want to have some fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, or at least maybe yep. they won't see the elk or something. But always a possibility. I don't know. I, and you know, just uh, this kind of a tangent, but to that point, like. Blue might find a place against white control because of all that crush. Like, if you just get lucky and mill the elk, they're screwed. <laughs> and there's not a lot of cards with blue armor right now. So Yeah, very yeah. true. A lot of your removal, battle tricks, everything like that, I mean, don't, don't really have an answer for it right now compared to what all the other colors have. Yep. Randolph is going to destroy your Pegasion. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> Randolph I comes down. Love Randolph. Randolph comes down and just blows up your little your little guys. I wish Randolph was my dad. <laughs> that's That's interesting. Uh, next question. <laughs> um, did you guys have anything else Randy. to say about that? <laughs> Daddy no. Randy. No, I'm good. Daddy? <laughs> no. Uh, this next one is another Andrew question. Um, do you want to read this one? Or I guess not not read it, but like explain what your question was. <laughs> and then I want to hear you answer it first. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So do you think the deck that you take to Atlanta would be the deck you take to the Pro Tour? That's a great um, question. Great question. Really, I wanted to hear 
I wasn't expecting to answer this because I wanted to hear your guys' take on this. But um, so this kind of comes into the comfortability. Sorry, my English is terrible right now. um, Aspect of playing the game, right? Yeah. Like um, when you get into events like that, do you play to the meta or like completely switch up what you've been playing, what you know, you know your combos, what you're looking for just to try to counterpick the guy across from you who's been playing that deck since what the beginning of set three or do you take to the pro tour what you're comfortable with what you've been testing what you know and trying to basically navigate your way and almost in a sense skill gap your way into placing good in the pro tour because you have been testing you know the deck you know what you want to do in your matchups um and in my opinion um especially uh, I'm not leaking anything, but what we've been testing here recently, I think um, it's a very high possibility that if I do make the Pro Tour and I'm given that opportunity, it's a very high possibility I would take what I'm going to play in Atlanta to the Pro Tour. Um, just because I am comfortable with it, I know what I want to do in my matchups, and I think that's a huge thing to take into an event. Uh, just knowing that no matter what is sitting in front of me, I'm going to know what I need to do to navigate around it versus saying, oh, well, I drew this card. Um, haven't really played too much with this card, but we'll try to use it this way this time. And that could be completely wrong in the situation. Um, so I think you want to take something and test with something, which I believe most players who go to grand opens and events like this are, you want to do something competitive, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want to take some blue aggro list that, you've never played before right you want to play something that's actually going to do well but uh i think it's definitely a good idea to take something that you just understand and know what's going on and do what you want to do versus trying to play against the other people in events like that yeah i definitely yeah i i i line up with that a lot um pretty much everything you just said the way that i play competitively is definitely uh comfortability over like what i should play quote unquote you know what i mean um and that's kind of how i build decks too is like yeah i'm playing the cards that are good and that people are expecting but then i'm playing the cards that i really love and that i've been able to get stuff out of a lot and then that's my like my sauce you know like the secret tech is just stuff that i think especially in competitive level card games a lot of people can't see past that they only see the meta and so they build the deck to either counter the meta or play the meta and they ignore a lot of other cards and so i might be playing some rng but i'm playing something that i know how to play um that is a a mix of meta and off meta you're saying I should put Stream Otter in all my decks. I'm saying you should play that green <laughs> aggro deck that you played in set two all that the is time. A, oh, I'm just kidding. So, well, no. That is the so, sauce. Yeah. The green aggro deck actually came to mind when you were talking, Andrew, because I... That's your baby. Played, yeah, I love that deck. I know it inside and out, and uh, it's very... The way that I built it was very different than any other green aggro list I've seen because I also used uh, Tin Soldiers and Joker... Yeah. Um, like in the main board and just uh, it was just all exhaust all the time for Scott Owls because he's the fucking champ. Love that um, guy. And 
like I got so comfortable with it. I did I did decently well in Tulsa, and um, but I was just outside of the top thirty two to get my invite to um, the Pro Tour in Utrecht, and then I got the pass down. But I didn't get the pass down until like you know it was like right around the corner. Which by the way, planning like international flights that quickly <laughs> also sucks. Yeah, uh, but. <laughs> uh, so I was like, well, what am I going to play? And I was like, I guess I'm just going to play this because this is what I know. I know it really well. It's all I've really been playing. Um, I also, you know, uh, at that point, hadn't even really played Battle Spirits since uh, Tulsa. You know, we had been recording the podcast. I think we were doing like set three spoilers all the time. So my mind was kind of just on set three. Yeah. Uh, at, at that point. Mm-hmm. And so I had to kind of like take a step back and be like, well, I got to build something like with the card they have now. <laughs> so what am I going to play? And I was like, I'll just play this. And I, I teched it a little bit to what I expected to see. Um, and then I showed up in Utrecht and just got destroyed because I was not ready. Like I should have brought a different deck probably. Um, it was not the correct choice for that tournament. But at the same time, like I don't regret doing it because I honestly just had no clue what to play. And I at least felt comfortable going in with that one even though i didn't do super hot sure Uh, but as far as for this tournament i i think it's gonna really largely be determined by a couple of things one is my performance um and also because we have a team of people now that are all kind of like playing similar like a similar list Mm -hmm. uh if we end up sticking with kind of where we've landed with it um i don't i honestly I, I'm kind of I have two decks that I think are both like viable and, and decent and so who knows I'm gonna bring both and a bunch of cards with me and yeah <laughs> who knows I might make like a midnight or 3 a.m. apparently we have until 10 a.m. of the tournament like we're right before the tournament we can submit our list so oh wow uh, yeah I think it's like 9:59 a.m. you can submit your list so Jeez, who knows might make an 8 a.m. decision to switch colors <laughs> that's so uh, funny. Uh, Hung but, over pre-shower. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is what I'm doing today. <laughs> I will probably make that power. I'll probably make that decision while I'm in the shower. That sounds that seems like a shower decision. <laughs> yeah. Um I'm trying but, so hard not to do that specific scenario. Yeah, yeah you don't want to be there, but right. it's but you can be. <laughs> oh yeah. It's definitely I, I'm like bracing myself for that possibility where um, I need to stay strong. And just go with what I'm going with. I I think it depends on my performance and also just what I see, like what I see other people playing. And then also what tops, like what are the top decks? And then how do, how do I think my deck would play into those? If I'm not, if I'm on the top tables, that'd be awesome. And I'd get to find out Right. Uh, if I'm not at the top (laughs) tables, watching those games and seeing how they play out and see if I think, uh, I could beat that. And then maybe testing into those, um, so, yeah, it, I think it more than likely I will unless something goes horribly wrong. Yeah. Um, but I think if something goes horribly wrong, I'm probably not going anyways. So, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Makes sense. I feel like, yeah. yeah, for me, it would it's definitely based on placing. If I were to win, I don't think I would take it to the next one. Because expect it because then, yeah, because then I think people would expect it. I kind of want to be middle of the pack. Like, obviously, I want my invite. Um, 
and that's the goal, right? The goal for me in Atlanta is to just do well enough to get the invite. I'm not, or and just have fun. But if I were to win, I don't think I would. If I were in anywhere under top eight to top thirty-two, I'd probably use the same deck next that next weekend in Portland. Um, and then for Worlds, who fucking knows? <laughs> that's that's crazy, but. A lot can happen that's between a, now. That's worlds. down the line. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, we might, we might get more bans and restrictions. We might get like some weird little extra set that they drop out of nowhere. Like, I, who knows? On that note, lore I hope set we do. two, baby. Yeah, lore set two would be so <laughs> be nice. fucking cool. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like yeah, I feel the same way as you, Eric. It just kind of depends on placement, but also with Andrew, you know, just knowing your your deck list really well and what the cards do. Uh, goes a long way. There are good cards, and then there are good pilots, right? And so if you have both, you're, you're going to do good. Yeah. I agree. All right. I think this is our last question. Cool, cool. Uh, this is from Type in our Discord. Hell yeah. So uh, this is a really interesting question because it's about the event, but it's not about the game itself. Right. I'll just read it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, while in a setting like a Grand Open or a Pro Tour, do you feel any anxiety affecting your game? If so, is it early on, later on, and or do wins and losses play a factor? If you did at one time but have since overcome it, uh, in this case, uh, it referring to your anxiety, mm -hmm. what kind of tips can you offer a newer player to the tournament scene? And then he says... Shout out to my girl, so proud of you. So I think this is a, uh, I can't remember if it was his girlfriend or his wife or fiance. I'm, I apologize, yeah. but I remember he got her uh, into the game and she's been doing pretty decently well. And so, um, yeah, I guess maybe she's feeling a little nervous about going and was wondering. Uh, so what, what do you guys think? First of all, yeah, congrats to Type's partner. I think uh, she like won that first local that she played at. Yeah, something um, like that. Yeah, and that's yeah. super cool. That was a very, very cool post to see come across the Discord. I was so, so happy. Yeah. One, you know, everyone should be able to feel welcome to anything that they want to participate in as a hobby. Uh, everyone needs to do a better job at nurturing a safer space for stuff like that. Uh, you can definitely see a shift in the board gaming space over the last few years. Um, yeah. but specifically battle spirits, you know, uh, it's probably a lot of bleed over from magic and magic has, you know, kind of an infamous, uh, or can, we all know that one magic player, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> um, so first of all, some of those, and that's some of those people are playing battle spirits now. <laughs> yes. Abs I know for a fact they are. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that's just super cool that one, um, type has a partner that wants to, uh, try, some hobbies that you can both have a shared interest in. And then to go to that next store level is very, it's an intimidating step, right? Like my wife uh, started playing Keyforge with me at some Keyforge events. And luckily that was like a really just nice and easy thing for her to do. Uh, but that's not always the case. So very exciting that um, you both can play this game together and at uh, a higher level. Um as someone who's who's done some events, I haven't done a Battle Spirits high event like this, but uh, uh, Keyforge, I was just at Worlds last month. Um, I personally feel the anxiety from an event in round one. 
and I usually get over it about 15 minutes into that first game. Um, I, I have a lot of experience with games and at different levels of competitiveness, but my biggest advice is like lean into it a little bit, like breathe before the game, breathe during the game. Um, don't put too much pressure on yourself to do well, but focus on what you are doing and that'll help free things up. And then the tension starts to melt away and then, you know, you're just playing your game. And that that's my biggest advice is like, I definitely feel it right at the beginning there. But once you just, once you do it, honestly, you're going to totally forget about it. And then like the, the real fun energy around you starts kicking in and like the adrenaline starts turning into just like, oh, I'm going to do a cool move here. And even if you lose that first round, honestly, that's kind of a pressure being lifted. You got, you got the L out of the way and you're about to play someone who also had a loss. And then that's, you know, you're on equal ground. Like a lot of the nerves melt away. If you lose with a win, you can feel a little more pressure, but again, it's just one turn at a time, not even one game at a time. Just play your game. Just focus on what you're doing and do it. You've done it a, a hundreds of times. That's my best advice. Makes sense. I, um, I thought about this question a lot because I think this is a great question because it's a, it such a human question that everyone deals with. Yeah. And I think it's like, it applies to this. It applies to like public speaking. It applies to, you know, coming and doing this podcast. It's like, yeah. Um, I just as a general piece of like, uh, I don't want to say advice because it's not like I came up with it or anything, <laughs> but it's just kind of how I've like shifted my mindset about doing just about anything and how I've, I think, pushed myself more recently in the, I think coming out of, out of uh, like lockdown times, <laughs> uh, oh, I definitely yeah. was struggling with a little bit of like agoraphobia, agoraphobia. Yeah. yeah, just like <laughs> being like returning to the surface world, like, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but, um, and like realizing that there are things happening outside of my apartment, um, uh, you know, to get myself to do something like literally anything is I just have to tell myself my brain, like, if you do this, you're not going to die. Like this True. is not going to kill you. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it, as dumb as that sounds, that's how I've convinced myself to do so many things like, uh, approach someone and ask them a question or like, go talk to somebody I've been wanting to talk to, whether that be like, you know, professionally or romantically or whatever is just like, I want to talk to that person and it's not going to kill me to go do it. And yeah. if I can just get that mindset, I'll just be like, all right, I can go talk to them about anything. Um, or like, uh, you know, going to that event or going on the podcast, like even starting this podcast, I feel like was one of those things where it was like, oh, like, how are we going to do that? How are we going to do this? How are we going to do that? And it's like, I don't know. We'll figure it out. It's not going to kill us. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, there's this really great book I read called The Flinch, and it's by uh, Julian something. Huff. <laughs> Julianne Huff, uh, by the dancer. Julian, Julian Smith. Uh, it's called The Flinch. Wait, and his whole, is he the YouTuber? Huh? I guess that's a very common name. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The name Smith. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he could be. I don't know. 
but uh, the book is all about how like your body uh, is sort of like set up in a way to protect you. And so like it'll flinch at things that are hard or difficult because it's like, eh, I don't know. Like I think in the past, it like, you know, if, if, if you want to go back to like now, this is a psychology podcast. Sorry. But like <laughs> a long time ago, it's like, you know, that stuff was helpful because it's like, oh, stay away from the lion. The lion's going to kill you. Right. But now it's like. Um, calling your doctor <laughs> is yeah. the new lion. And so it's like, you kind of just have to like, whenever you, the whole point of his book is like, anytime you feel that flinch to doing something, you just have to like push through. And then like, once you're on the other side, you'll realize that like, sometimes you can just shut that flinch off. Um, and so he has some exercises in that book that are wild. Like there's one where he tells you to go grab a coffee mug, hold it out in front of you and drop it. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. And he's like, uh, that's like the flinch that he's talking about is like your hesitancy to drop the mug. And then, and then he's like, it's going to be okay. Like, even if it was your favorite coffee mug, it was just a coffee mug and now you can sweep it up and throw it away. Oh my gosh. It's like, it's so funny that like something as simple as that sounds like, man, I'd feel like a badass if I could do that and feel nothing. Yeah. (laughs) That gave me so much in the description. Yeah. That's what I'm oh, saying. Yeah. Link this book in the description because I need to read this. I'm going to read it. Yeah. Uh, it's a great book. Um, but, anyways, all that to say, um, there are some like, you don't need to drop a coffee mug to, pre- to prep for this event. Although yeah. you could. That would I guess be a you fun could. prep. Yeah. That's how purple um, players just, prep, right? Just chaos. Just, yeah. They just destroy items. Me and Angel <laughs> can confirm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we start a fire. Walls. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, red mid-range players are just lighting things on fire. Yeah. Um uh but yeah, there are some like practical things you can you can do that I have done at events. Um I have this app called Headspace that has these like breathing exercises that it walks you through. I've literally just done that like at Tulsa, I hit this point where I was like I cannot lose any more games. Like <laughs> I just can't lose. And so once I had that in my head, I was like, I need to like do like a breathing exercise to just like, yeah. you know, like I, I want to take that, like, I can't lose any more games and flip it to where I'm not worried or afraid of it and turn it more into like, it's going to push me like, yeah, all right, I can't, I'm not going to lose any more games, you know, yeah. like, not like I can't lose any more games, but like, I will not, um, Spoiler, I, I did end up losing another game, but, but you <laughs> but probably felt less bad because it's that power of manifestation, right? Yeah, I yeah, my mindset in that last game, the very last round that I ended up losing was like I tried my absolute hardest and I don't really feel like I made any misplays or anything. It was literally just I just lost. Um, yeah. And but I felt so much better about that. The fact that I lost knowing that I played my absolute hardest. Mm-hmm. Um, but Anyways, I don't know. Hopefully some of that was helpful, but that's kind of how I think about a lot of those things is just, uh, you know, the, the Nike thing. Just do it. Just do it. Um, Truly. You'll be okay. Um, not to make light of, of anxiety and all of that. But, oh, for sure. Um, yeah. I, but I think in a situation like this where you're playing a card game, like, you can do it. I believe in you. Mm-hmm. So uh, this was honestly the one question I was looking forward to the most. Um, just a lot of personal experience kind of wraps up to, to this and a couple of people I'll shout out through this as well. Um, so from personal experience, um, I went to Monroeville, Pennsylvania, 
Um, super good experience, but uh, me and my friend Jay, he uh, is a person from our locals, a uh, really good player as well. We uh, about as last minute as we possibly could decided to go to Monroeville. Um, so we obviously live in Indianapolis. Pennsylvania is a six-hour drive, uh, six and a half roughly. Uh, we left here at three in the morning, Saturday morning, uh, on four hours of sleep and got to the event center in Monroeville at 9.57 a.m. Oh, the my event started gosh. At 10. So I'm on no sleep. Uh-huh. Um, just drove six hours all the way through multiple different states. And um, you guys have been to Indiana. I don't know how much you guys have <laughs> drove through Indiana. It's... <laughs> Not the most exciting drive. So, um, sitting there contemplating on how the event's going to go, everything like that, just knowing that if anything goes wrong during this trip, we're going to be late and just miss the event and it's all going to be for nothing, um, kind of set in. And um, I've actually been like diagnosed with anxiety disorder and things like that. So, uh, when these things happen, um, my brain is kind of like, hey, um, everything's blowing up. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and have, uh, a moment here and let's uh let's start having like a little panic attack you know yep so because yeah, that'll, going that'll help everything weather. right exactly oh yeah exactly <laughs> so um driving there just a um, huge shout out to him just kind of like being in the car and just a huge shout out to my girlfriend as well um kind of like motivating me and just telling me hey just go you know you're gonna have fun you know you're gonna be able to do it you've been practicing you're confident go um, enjoy the experience and uh so we did this uh this journey <laughs> i think we stopped one time to use the restroom and the rest was just driving straight through um some little gas station snacks for breakfast is always the move um for a road trip west thing i've ever there. heard man this is my <laughs> oh yeah this is every trip i took from 18 to 28 <laughs> <laughs> i uh, love it so literally jump out of the car um Barely get any time to stretch, go in, register, sit at the table. The event starts at like 10, 15. So my body's already like going through it. Like, hey, you, you made it. You're fine. I know you're still anxious about being late, but we got to get ready for round one. Yeah. And um, like you talked about, that round one, sitting in that chair, that first feeling, because you have so many thoughts and emotions going on. I can't lose round one. Like, this is to start my day off. If I started off on a loss, like I'm already going to be behind the rest of the field. I just came all this way. Um, what am I going to do? Um, and I think after about 15 to 20 minutes, like I started to calm myself down, really kind of jump into it. I was insanely confident in the deck I was playing. Um, shout out Maduke. We'll touch on that later. But uh, Angel's going to love that one. Yeah, that was for Angel. We, uh, we ended up winning that round one, but um, throughout the whole event, like I'm just on no sleep. I'm chugging water, like yeah. going to the bathroom. And this is like Axe Spider Prime meta, right? Like <laughs> half the field yeah. is on Axe Spider. So chugging water and playing against the Axe Spider deck, not a great combo <laughs> because you're sitting there not only just feeling like Niagara Falls is about to bust loose, but you're sitting here <laughs> trying to figure out how many cars have you drawn off Netherworld Depths this turn? Uh, yeah. But um, ended up going X2 at that event and um, 
finishing ninth overall. So wow. I was the bubble oh, boy yeah. for that event. But uh, yeah, to kind of touch back onto the point, um, it's finding ways to manage it. Yeah. Um, one thing that I can really recommend is if you're going to an event, um, try to go with somebody that you know. Definitely. Um, whether it's a friend, whether it's a teammate, whether it's just some guy that you just go to locals with on Tuesday nights and that you only know him from there. Give yourself somebody to go and talk to and ground yourself after every round. Hey, how yeah. did your round go? What was your matchup? What did you do well? What did you do wrong? What do you think you're going to do in the next one? Get yourself in that mental space to recap from what just happened so you're not going to sit there and just think about it, think about it that whole next round because that's when you're going to misplay. And it, just being able to get that comfort level from someone else just saying, hey, you're not going to mess up. You got this. And giving you that confidence boost into going to that next round is just super important. And uh, going back, like that's what Jay did for me every round. I got up to like table two. I was zero losses. Like, so you're playing against the people that you see are topping and winning all these events and like kind of gets intimidating when you're sitting next to like John Tata or Alex Blandon. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh man, am I supposed to be here? Like <laughs> I haven't slept, am I dreaming? You know, but uh yeah. It's just kind of one of those moments where it's like having that just bring back to reality in between rounds is just insanely important. Um also I do have like an app on my phone too that uh I have been using recently to help kind of help with the anxiety and what to do during a panic attack. And there's a lot of good points on there. It's called Dare, if anyone is interested in it. Um, but just being able to kind of go through those when you do have a little bit of downtime in between rounds, just to help calm yourself down. It's really just, yes, you want to be able to go through and play the game, but it's also, you want to be healthy and mentally prepared for it as well. Definitely. It's not just, can I play this card game? It's, can I mentally do it? Can I physically do it? Because you have to be able to be prepared to be there for eight, nine hours to play a couple round, like a bunch of rounds of Swiss and not knowing if you're going to make it into the next day. Um, but I think some of the things to help with that, um, kind of what we've already touched on from what we're playing in Atlanta would be taken to the pro tour, be confident in what you're playing, uh, knowing your deck, because if you're playing something that you're not used to and you're already anxious, Good luck, partner. Like you're going right, to yeah. be, you're in trouble. Yeah, you're gonna, you're going through it. That round one is probably going to be the worst experience of your life. Yeah. But <laughs> I, uh, I definitely think that playing something that you're comfortable with, uh, having someone there that you can communicate with in between rounds, and just doing like the little basic things you don't think of throughout the day are super important. Take like a couple snacks with you. Oh, yeah. Like some fruit snacks or something. Drink plenty of water. Get lunch when there's a lunch break if you have the opportunity to. Like, take care of your body and it will take care of you through those things. And I promise you will play better. And I promise at the end of the day, you will be thankful that you did those things throughout the event. Um, I think, or especially with Atlanta coming up, um, I think this is going to be a little bit bigger event. I've heard that there's going to be a lot more people who are going. Meet new people too. Yeah. 
because also at these events, like if you aren't going or you're just going by yourself, because I know there are people who travel by themselves, don't be afraid to branch out. Like that is one thing that I love about our community in this card game is there are so many cool people and I've met so many like new friends and just new opportunities from playing this card game that I would have never had before branch out, meet these people and don't just look at it as this guy sitting across from me is my opponent and I want to kill him. Like right. or rip his face <laughs> off. No, get to know that person. Like, especially like Ohio was like one of my coolest experiences. Right. Because I'm like, Hey, where'd you travel from? I traveled from Indiana. Well, we just flew in from Salt Lake City, Utah. Like, yeah. you really kind of get like the grasp of like how big our game is and how much it's branching out and affecting these people. And it's just a super cool experience too. Yeah. So uh, wrapping it all in together, um, anxiety does suck, but make sure you come into events prepared to be able to deal with it. Yeah, and I, I want to piggyback on that. Definitely great advice is is go with someone if you can but if you can't and if you're listening to this right now and you're gonna be in atlanta and you are traveling alone and that is something that's giving you anxiety um i for one not to speak for all of us here but i for one would love it if you just came up to us after your rounds like check in with us meet us we'll be that anchor for you um, because that is such uh, an important thing. When I went to Keyforge last month, I went alone. Um, but I was never alone the whole weekend because I met people that were uh, I already had something in common with. You know that that really does yeah. help break that ice and make that a lot less scary. Because I don't I don't love meeting new people typically, but in those kind of settings, I can do it, and it is very very fun for me. And I also yeah, have just made a lot of friends in a lot of different card games doing exactly what Andrew just said. So if you need that, and if you, or if you think that that sounds helpful and that's something that you're looking for, just look for the Absolute BSS shirts. That you'll see us. Yeah. <laughs> Come check in with us. I, I, I would love that. If, if we can help in that way at all, that's great. And that's excellent advice. Very well said, Andrew. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, having someone is definitely helpful because when you were saying that, I realized like I think every Battle Spirits event I've gone to, Angel has been there with me, yeah. and it's like I we do have a home base, which is just like the second one of us is done, I don't sit there and linger on everything. I immediately go over to Angel to see how he's doing, yep, or he'll come over to me. So it's very helpful to have that. So it goes yeah, such a long great. way. Yeah, <clears throat> it's. Uh, it's, it's really huge. So, yeah, definitely echoing what Cam just said, too. Like, if you uh, are going alone and you're going to be in Atlanta, and if we do well enough, which I think we will, we'll come find us in Portland as well. We're hoping anyway. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, or even if you, uh, yeah, just come say hello regardless, honestly. Yeah. Um, I'll maybe have some tokens for people. We'll see. <laughs> cool. I'm kind of low stock right now, but yeah. uh, if I have some and you ask me, I will do my best to give you some. So, and also oh, chat with you. Super playable in set three, so definitely take all the tokens. You can. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man. Oh well, uh, that's all of our questions that we had submitted by the listeners. Um, yeah, awesome questions. I I really like that the questions this time around uh, were so varied and on such a wide variety of topics yeah um didn't expect us to get into like uh <laughs> mental health and uh you know uh 
that sort of thing. That was definitely a fun conversation. I'm glad we did. Like we could yeah. do an entire episode on on the mental health of card games and and the taxing nature mm-hmm. of competitive events, especially. But like, yeah, um, yeah, I, I really do appreciate that. You know, this is this is a we've talked about this from the very beginning. You know, it's it's about the community that you are making at the same time as you are participating in it. And all of that is cyclical and all of that matters. So yeah. Yeah. I guess I'll repeat what I said that one time, which is that you are the community. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. You're not a part of it. You are it. Yeah. Um, So, so yeah, yeah, just, just remember that. Put yourself in other people's shoes, especially like if these aren't problems that you, uh, unless they're stinky shoes, unless they're stinky, <laughs> just uh, a little empathy goes a long way, and um, if you don't suffer from anxiety, I'm very happy for you. Um, I'm on meds for it, and I can manage it pretty well now. But uh, not a lot of people are, or have access to, or can. So, like, it's a very real thing. Um, and yeah, just if we can make it any easier for everybody involved, including ourselves, like we should. So, very excited. For Atlanta. All that to say that um, if anyone listening is going and is nervous, come hang out with us. We'd love to. Yeah. We'd love to meet you and talk to you and just get you out of that that uh, that weird headspace and just do what we came there to do, and that's play the card game. Yeah, if you're on the fence about going, you should you should uh, you should come, and then come find us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll be there. We'll for be sure. there. So yeah, Sweet. and yeah, thanks again for all the questions, everybody. Um, if you want to be involved in the next Q and a or involved in anything again, you guys have been testing like crazy. I feel like, like a sham of a, of a host on this, uh, podcast. Cause I haven't been testing nearly as much as you guys. I've been just a little fly on the wall. I've been super busy lately, but like I'm reading all of the conversations and, and lurking on the webcam games. But if you want to get involved in all of this and just have a team that supports you and, uh, just a bunch of really cool people to talk about this game with. Join our Discord, AbsoluteBSSPod at gmail.com is where you can email us and find us on socials. Uh, you're probably already watching this on YouTube, but if you're listening to this on Spotify and want a visual companion or uh, just want to see some other uh, different videos as the game progresses um, and into other games, definitely follow us on YouTube. Give us some subs. If we hit 100 subs, we're going to do... Uh, Battle Shot Saga, um, some drunk Battle Spirits gameplay could be a good goofy time, um, and yeah, it just it just helps us know that you like it. We're gonna keep doing it regardless, so no pressure. But uh, yeah. the one thing I would say is definitely join the Discord. It is so fun. I never understood Discord until we had ours, and now I just I'm in love with it. Um, yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm. I spend more time in our Discord probably than I do on uh, most of the apps on my phone at this yeah, point. Yeah, so. me too. <laughs> yeah. It's super fun. And big thank you to Andrew for joining us uh, on this episode. We're we're gonna hear more from him uh, in the future on another future episode as well. So be excited for that. Yeah. No spoilers, but uh, Absolute BSS has some fun and exciting things that we're getting involved in. Yes. And. Uh, I've also just a little plug. If you've made it this far into the episode, uh, I have completed 
the art for some new absolute BSS tokens. Woo! So we've got golems and we've got core cards. Yeah. Coming. I I don't know how to give out core cards because I feel like I'd have to give someone like 30 cards. So <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know that those are going to be giveaways necessarily, but I've updated all of our tokens so that the backs of them are now cores. So uh, maybe if you just continue collecting absolute BSS tokens, you can make a set at yeah, some point. That's what you're but, into. Um, we're experimenting with all sorts of different things uh, with the tokens. And so... Um, we're we're gonna have plenty of ways for people to uh, win and get some of these tokens, both online and offline. But more details to come in in future episodes as we uh, sort of flesh all of that out. Um, but I have really been enjoying playing webcam games, so I really want to get like either a community night where we like regularly play webcam games in the Discord, yeah, just like everybody hopping in, or like. Uh, or both of these things, I guess, uh, get like a big tournament going with like absolute BSS token cards for prizing and yeah. stuff. So would, would love to do um, some online BSS tournaments. Yeah. Discord exclusive. Again, yep. just another reason to hop in the Discord. Andrew did it. And now look, <laughs> we're all hanging out. <laughs> He's in the hacker down with Amazing. us. It's awesome. Well, yeah. Thank you once again, Andrew, for coming on. Um, shout out to Angel, who's not on this episode, but is... Uh, a, a very integral part to all of this as well. Um, excited to get him back maybe on the next one and excited to go to Atlanta and, and see you guys and play some battle spirit. So the next time you'll hear from us, it'll be our Atlanta recap. Um, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully we'll, uh, we'll all snag our invites, right? Hell yeah. Uh, I have a couple shout outs before we go. Yeah, go um, for it. Shout out to uh, LGS, uh, Bulldog Community Gaming. Um, a lot of good friends and a lot of good uh, opportunities there. Um, if you guys have watched Cosmic's Gen Con recap video, he uh, speaks on it a little bit, um, talking about our community there. Uh, super great players and a lot of good competitive uh, players there as well who have pushed me to the point where I'm at. So it's allowed me to get into these opportunities to... Uh, go to Gen Con and win the Thursday event to meet Angel. And yeah. now I've gotten introduced to you guys. Like, it's just crazy how everything's kind of wound up to this. So shout out to everyone from there. Um, also, uh, shout out to you guys. Like, I'm loving all the content you guys have been putting out. Um, you guys are doing a great thing for the community. Just putting, like, just something for somebody to go and listen to, to know that people are engaged and active in this game and this community. Because there's so many people who are doom posting on this and that and yeah. all over Facebook. So just being able to come to a place like this and have something positive that they can listen to and just people talking so casually about the things that people experience at these events and things that people should actually look forward to at these events is super helpful. So shout out everything you guys are doing. And uh, like Eric said, uh, we do have some stuff planned for the future. Um, that'll be more to come, and I'm excited to hop back on here and talk about it and discuss that, that further. Hell yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I really do. Yeah. We have fun doing it. This is this is what we wanted from the start was to just have a, a, a cool community to build up the game with. So we appreciate everybody who is involved in any way, whether you're playing the game and you don't even know about us, you're doing a good job, honestly. Like, um, <laughs> And yeah, shout out to anyone else who's or everyone else who's making content and just uh, trying to make this game 
uh, go where it should be going. I, I think it's, I think it's on good legs. It's been a fun year for this game. Yeah, set three, set set, set three definitely gives me some good confidence in the future for this game. Yeah, uh, looking I'm excited forward to twenty twenty to see what what they come up with next. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right. I think that about does it for us. We're gonna get out of here. We'll catch you next time on Absolute BSS. Thank you guys for joining me today. And uh, yeah, we'll see you later. Bye-bye. See ya. Later.